we've been talking about the Trinity, and this is not a subject that um, many churches talk about once it, because it's, it's confusing, but there are also so many enemies of the Trinity. Um, of course, the, the Muslims uh, don't believe it. In fact, they ridicule Christians because they say you have three gods and one of them died. How can a god die? You'd be surprised that the Mormons, the Seventh-day Adventists, uh, think that the Trinity is just the worst thing that ever happened because it's three gods, you're worshiping three gods. And then the Jehovah Witnesses, which was a split off of the Seventh-day Adventists, they only worship one god. Uh, that's what they claim, the Jehovah. So we're going to take a look at it because... We'll start with, with the, the doctrinal statement that we've produced, is that the Trinity is known as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The statement, the four foundations of the Trinity, is there is one God who coexists eternally and three distinct persons who are co-equal. You're going, that sure sounds like three, doesn't it? It sure sounds like three. And so I, just to sum it up, I came up with this. If you don't believe in the Trinity, you're not a Christian. If you say you understand the Trinity, you're not telling the truth. <laughs> Throughout the ages, theologians have all said, the Trinity, you cannot deny what the scriptures in the Old and New Testament talk about, the Trinity. Yet, it takes a whole lot of faith to go that way. Say, I believe in the Trinity, but Recognizing, you know, and there are people who, who today in evangelical churches are starting to walk away from the truth of the Trinity, and you just can't. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at Jesus in the Old Testament and Jesus in the New Testament in this thing that us Presbyterians would call the Godhead, the Trinity. We used we used. I, I grew up knowing it as the Godhead, but today they call it the Trinity. So not only that, I want to show you something culturally. The, 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 the Trinity culturally has been a part of uh, our history. Some of it you, you haven't heard, some of you are going to hear, but let me tell you, can anyone, okay, quiet your hearts, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal this to you. But who here knows what that is? <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm, the winner. It is a pretzel. Now, what's amazing about this pretzel is that we first see pretzels around the 1600s in northern Europe in the monasteries and the and in uh, Germany, and the monks would make this bread. And it was, they made this bread for during Lent when Christians could not eat eggs or dairy or lard. The pretzel is made of three things. What is the Trinity made of? Three things. Now, if I took one of those ingredients away from the pretzel, it's, it's water, flour, and salt. If I take it away, if I take the salt off, it's bread. If I take the water out, it's just flour and salt. Notice, if I take one of those circles off and just made it like two, 
It's not a pretzel. It's bread. It's without that third element, and they know what it represents, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they would serve this during Lent. Also during Easter, they would have, <laughs> the kids wouldn't like this, they didn't used to have Easter egg hunts. They had to wake up in the morning and they would have a pretzel hunt. They would hide the pretzel. All the kids going, yay. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in. <laughs> so, but, but you know what? It mimics, it goes, it is our job to find the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you win if you find it. You get to eat it. So, and the other, the other interesting thing about where did the pretzel come from? Where did they come up with just the Father, Son? I don't know if you've seen any sci-fi shows, um, you know, where they show these guys, you know, worshiping some deity or something. But they would always, they pray like this. Have you seen them in shows like that? They pray like this. What is, what is the shape that I'm showing you right now? It's the same as a pretzel. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is how they used to pray. So culturally, culturally, it has been a part of our world. And, and actually, I had a whole list of things, and Crystal said, you haven't got time to do all those and do communion today. So, <laughs> ah, so we forget the others. But... And it's just like the scriptures that we're going to take a look at. These are not the only scriptures, plus Jimmy Sellers is going to be sharing the Holy Spirit and the Trinity, and I didn't want to use every scripture in the, in the Bible, so leave him with nothing next week. So let us turn our attention to the Old Testament. And I mean, if you see Jesus somewhere, I'm going to say, do you see Jesus? And I'm going to hear a yes. All right. Deuteronomy 6.4. This is what all the Jews knew. This is what they professed. It says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Well, sounds like one, doesn't it? Here's the problem. The word for one is ekhed. One in harmony or one in thought. There's another word that means one singular. That's not the word used here. It says that our God the Lord our God is in harmony with itself. It's in harmony with itself. You know, it's, it's like, you know, you ask me, well, it's my opinion and I'm unanimous in it. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing, but to, to, to be in agreement, it, I, can I be in agreement by myself? You know, like, it, it, you, you get this hint, but this is mentioned also in the New Testament. Of the, of the uh, five writers of the New Testament and Jesus have all quoted this. But let's take a look at the Old Testament. Well, we'll go right to here. Genesis chapter one. <laughs> Something scared me. <laughs> Genesis 126, then God said, let us make mankind in, who is he talking to? Who sees Jesus? Because, you know, he, he, wasn't, talking, he wasn't talking to the angels because the angels don't look like us. We were not created in the image of angels. 
So he's, he's talking to someone else that if we were made in God's image, he was talking to God. God was talking to God. It's like, what? Let us, and, and, and we're gonna see a, we're going to see that in the Old Testament, when it talks about God, it's God in the plural with a singular verb. How did, that is a grammatical, grammatical mistake, and it's not just once, it is throughout the Old Testament. Who's hearing Jesus now? I'm seeing Jesus, and I'm seeing one God. Oh, it oh. If you're struggling, you won't. We're gonna get. We're gonna get there. So it, it, this happens again in the the Tower of Babel. You know, the 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 man was had one language, and they were building this tower. And all of a sudden, we get this in <clears throat> Isaiah. It, the, the, they were saying, "said someone's got to go down and check these men out." It says, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, this is the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for? Whom shall I singular send? Who will go for? Singular and plural. The Lord is one. But there are three distinct and it says this over and over and over again. Let's go to the very beginning. Okay. <laughs> I think we're going backwards here. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God, and the word for God is Elohim. I know I got that in there. There it is. In the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. Here's the problem. There's a tense. El is the tense for one. If he was one God, it would be Elhim. Elah is the tense for two. Elohim is the tense for three. The very first line in the scriptures tells us the three are one. Who sees Jesus? Wow, in the first line, Elohim, the three created the heavens and the earth. You know, it's, it's, you get these theologians and they go, okay, the Father, he did this, the Son did that, the Holy Spirit was just kind of taking a nap. You know what? None of them... None of them stood alone by themselves. They had two personalities, but there was one God and three distinct persons. And the, the, it just goes on and on and on throughout the scriptures, saying like this in Genesis 18. Genesis 18 said, And the Lord, now our Yahweh, appeared to him as he sat at the door. Okay, we're talking about Abraham. Abraham asked, Lord, I just want to see you. I just, and the Lord Yahweh appeared to him as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing in front of him. 
who here is that the first time you've seen that scripture? He said, Lord, appear, show me yourself. Three guys show up. He said, Lord, singular, the Almighty, so holy that the Jews can't say Yahweh. And he says, Lord, appear to me. And he opens his eyes. And there were three men who gave him instruction and told him what was going to happen. I wish I could say, I hope you're going, I never saw that. And there's, there's more. I and mean, we just don't have time to go through it all. Plus, I would put Jim Sellers in a bad position if I read all the scriptures this week. But there's Jesus in the Old Testament. Well, we can go on. Let's turn to the New Testament. As I said, five of the six New Testament writers, including Jesus, uh, would quote Deuteronomy 6.4, Hero Israel. I mean, the thought that is, there is one God. There is one harmonious God. Matthew 16, 16. <clears throat> Jesus asked, who do you say I am? Now, Jesus had been traveling, or the disciples had been traveling with Jesus for two and a half years. And whenever the demons would, sh- you know, when he would set someone free of the demons, and the demons would, we know who you are, you're the holy one, he goes, shut up. He didn't want demons telling the disciples who he was. He needed the disciples to figure it out themselves because they didn't know what he was doing. They were like, who is this? They were like, who is this man who can heal the sick? Who is this man who delivers people from evil? And remember when he got in the boat and the waves were crashing and he was asleep in the boat and he got up and he saw that the disciples were all afraid and he turned and he goes, be still. In the, the, the real language, he said, hush up, settle, like it was a, 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 you know, a bad puppy. He's like, settle, hush. And he goes and lays down. And you know what they said? Who is this man? They kept asking him. They saw him do these incredible, incredible things. Who is this man? They didn't figure it out. Because remember, the, the Mary, his mother, all the things it says, oh, when the angel appeared to her, when the angel did this and said this, it said Mary kept it in her heart. Mary didn't tell about Jesus' birth until he had gone on. The, the disciples had to discover that Jesus wasn't just a good guy. He wasn't a prophet. He wasn't just this know-it-all. He wasn't this. And that's why it was so important that Simon Peter, Jesus said, because who do you say I am? You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Three, uh, four verses later, Jesus goes, now, Let me tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to be put to death. And I'm going to raise three days later. 
He couldn't tell them that until he knew that there was someone who had the revelation that he was God. Who was the second, who was the first woman to make that statement? To come to know Jesus was the Messiah. You would think so because she would sat at Jesus' feet, but actually it was her, her sister who was in the kitchen working. It was Martha. So all the bad things, if your name's Martha and you're like, oh, I hate this story. You know, <laughs> they're going, hey, remember Martha was the first one that said, you are the Christ. You, you can raise my brother from the dead. Because he has one woman and one man who has the revelation that he is God. Now I can be about the business that I came here for. It wasn't until then that Jesus was released to do. Because he knew he was leaving behind a, a witness of who he was. He's not a prophet. He's, he's not the, uh, the, the lapdog of God. He's not the, the brother of Satan who fell away. That's by the way, the Mormons believe that Satan and Jesus were brothers. Yeah, and they think we're the cult. Um, <clears throat> let's not go there. Welcome if you're here from the Mormon church. <laughs> it wasn't until that revelation had come that could release Jesus. Well, in Colossians, for in Christ... All the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. It couldn't be any clearer. But once again, it's one of those incredible scriptures. John 14. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my father as well. Huh. It gets better. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. How's that? So Philip, <laughs> Lord, show us the father. And that will be the, enough for me. We'll all, we'll all believe it. Jesus answered, don't you know me? Philip, he's speaking for the Father. Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? They're one. Is that not mine? just... Why didn't we learn that in children's church? How can anyone deny the Trinity? These are Jesus' words. You'd have to say, if you say, I don't believe in the Trinity, you would have to say, oh, this is a misprint or Jesus was mistaken. Or he was just crazy. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So I'm, I'm also the Father but I'm in human form. Today, we're going to take communion. And I think it's so appropriate that we have an understanding of what happened. You see, when mankind fell, Adam 
the first man, disobeyed. And it said the first Adam fell and God was going to send a second Adam to restore man. If you owe, if, if, if you owe somebody a great deal of money, you can't come along and say, well, I'm going to pay you in eggs. You owe someone $10,000 and you decide to pay them back in 10,000 eggs. Is that going to, well, the price of eggs today, it may work out better. But, <laughs> but does it work that way? No. If it's, you owe me, you owe me $10,000 and I'm expecting payment for $10,000. When mankind fell, the price was someone has to pay the sacrifice for sin. Someone has to give their life. So Jesus had to come in human form to make it a legal payment, a human life for a human life. But not only that, a sinless life is the appropriate sacrifice. So that's why Jesus had said that Jesus legally entered this world by virgin birth. Why? Because he couldn't have the DNA of a fallen man. But he was born of a woman, which makes him man. So he was fully man and fully God. I hope that makes sense. The price that had to pay could not be paid with anything other than what was lost and mankind lost it because of sin and so someone who is a man and sinless is the only one who could pay the price does that make sense so Jesus said there's something you're not going to do in heaven and that's take communion because you don't have to remember me there but if I go away this is what you need to do until I return I want you to remember these things that I've told you about my body, about my blood, the price that I'm paying. Because once, you, once I return, I'm going to redeem you. And you'll be with me. And that's it. You don't have to remember me anymore because I'm with you. So if you have, uh, is, is there anyone who didn't, who doesn't have one, we'll have someone help you. Raise your hand if you do not have it. We have someone who was in the band, the worship band, doesn't have one down front. Did you learn something today? It makes sense, doesn't it? So, the Catholics, the Lutherans, the Episcopals, they only take communion with wine. The Pentecostals take communion with water. Why? First miracle of Jesus turned water into wine. Plus, they're not allowed to drink. <clears throat> we, on the other hand, have chosen some grape-like looking stuff. That is neither wine nor grape, and I question if it's got much water in it. <laughs> but Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread. He said, this is my body. 
this body is going to be sacrificed for you. It's going to be sacrificed for you. And when, by us taking this, we remember that sacrifice. That the one who legally entered this world, it says Satan was cast down like lightning bolts out of heaven when he fell. Jesus legally is here. He is the rightful and the only one who could pay the price for the fall of man, for sin. And he said, it's all in this. My body is going to be broken for you. If you believe that, take and eat. Now this is the... This is what we call the covenant. This is the contract. So the blood of Christ, because Jesus sits at the mercy seat in heaven, and you know what he's doing? He's praying for the saints until his father comes in and says, go back. Do you know in a Jewish wedding, the bride and the groom, they do not know the day they're going to get married. They just, they do the patrol and everyone goes back to work. The bride comes and works with, in the household of her groom. And they're just waiting for the father to come in and say, go get your bride. And that's the same thing that we see that we're waiting for. We're waiting for the father Our promise is that his blood, this is the blood of Christ that was shed. This is the contract. It was shed. The life is in the blood. It was poured out. And from that mercy seat, so the blood of Christ continues to flow. That mercy is still available for anyone who will take it and accept it. This is the blood of Christ which he shed for you, if you believe and come under that and come under that waiting for the Father to release him to come back for us. Take and drink. Father, we're in awe. We're just in awe. And I'm kind of, I, I kind of like the whole idea, Lord, that there's something about you that I can't completely understand. Or if, if you were completely understandable, I don't think you would be as great as you are. You're so incredible. You're still a mystery in so many ways to us as humans. We thank you that your son would humble himself and come as a baby that would legally offer himself to become fully human to be a perfect sacrifice for our sins Holy Spirit touch our hearts come alongside and teach us this truth
and we say this in Jesus' name. Amen.